When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. No guns on the street unless you're cops or military. New Yorkers react to a new law signed by New York's governor prohibiting the carrying of guns in Times Square. President Biden touts his Safer America plan in the swing state of Pennsylvania, blasting Republicans over gun control issues. The DEA warning rainbow-colored fentanyl pills designed to appeal to kids are being used to lure youngsters. The majority of people polled by YouGov think the U.S. is headed towards a civil war in the next 10 years. The former leader of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, has died at the age of 91. In response to the U.S. Supreme Court striking down New York's concealed carry law in late June, New York's Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul Tuesday signed a new state law to preserve some limits on carrying a concealed weapon. Now, this new state law takes effect Thursday. It, in part, designates Times Square as a sensitive area where concealed carry of guns is prohibited. Reaction from New Yorkers? It's either all or nothing. It can't be like, well, you can carry a gun on 43rd Street, but up, oh, nope, when you cross over on the 7th Avenue, sorry, you have to put your gun away. No guns on the street unless you're cops or military. Local's law sparked debate during the New York City Council meeting Tuesday as to just what boundaries constitute Times Square. The law requires that there be signage in the designated zone. It's clear and conspicuous, and I do have a mm. copy of the signage, what that will look like. So... The signage will be placed at every entry point in the zone. There'll be two signs on each side. The new law will restrict guns from 6th to 9th Avenues and from 40th to 53rd Streets. President Joe Biden brought his blueprint for community policing and crime prevention to Luzerne County, Pennsylvania, yesterday afternoon. He spoke to a crowd at Wilkes University's Martz Center, touting his Safer America plan. The president said his plan for a safer America starts with more funding for law enforcement. Every single Republican member of Congress, every single one in this state, every single one voted against the support for law enforcement. They talk about how much they love it. They voted against the funding. Flat out. Flat out. Every Republican in the House, every Republican in the Senate, every single one. Biden also took the opportunity to again condemn the U.S. Capitol riot on January 6, 2021. The Drug Enforcement Administration issued an advisory Tuesday about an emerging trend of brightly colored fentanyl pills being used to lure children. In August, rainbow fentanyl made to look like candy resembling a sidewalk chalk and pill powder and block forms has been seized by law enforcement in 18 states. Here's U.S. Attorney William Eilo. The word of the day is deception. The cartels are very good at this. Uh, they are deceiving the public uh, in order to make profits. And that's our enemy. Those cartels are our enemy. 
Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. It can be 60 times more powerful than heroin and 100 times more powerful than morphine. 43% of Americans believe the country is headed towards civil war within the next decade. Among party lines, that boils down to 21% of Republicans, 14% of Democrats. Republicans are more likely than Democrats to say the nation has become more politically divided, 79% to 59%. In July, California Congressman Eric Sawell held a town hall meeting after a USA Davis poll showed similar results. It does hurt to see that Americans are so pessimistic about where we are right now uh, that they would believe that we could come to that. Bring the country together, we need to understand just how close we came to losing our democracy. And uh, overwhelmingly, uh, what we see right now, I, I believe, is a country that you know, wants to have their vote uh, counted, that does not endorse violence as a means of resolving uh, disputes. The poll was done after, after the FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago fired up supporters of former President Donald Trump. Meanwhile, the DOJ filed its response to Trump's petition for a special master to review material seized by federal officials from Mar-a-Lago. The filing appeared on the docket Tuesday night just before the midnight deadline set by the judge in the case. The document was 36 pages long, and there were attachments, including a photo. The common approach has been destroyed. When we ended the Cold War, when we did all those things, we were meeting each other halfway and we cooperated. And now we are just looking askance at each other. So a lot depends on America, Europe and Russia. And part of a translated interview with Mikhail Gorbachev, the 91-year-old former leader of the Soviet Union, has died at the age of 91. A crisis in Jackson, Mississippi, flooding there has caused the city's OB Curtis water plant to shut down temporarily. Some 180,000 residents are affected. This massive flooding destroyed emergency backup systems at that plant. Here is State Governor Tate Reeves. Please stay safe. Do not drink the water. In too many cases, it is raw water from the reservoir being pushed through the pipes. Be smart. Protect yourself. Protect your family. Preserve water and look out for your fellow man and look out for your neighbors. And it could take up to four months to repair the water plant. Officials have begun to distribute cases of water bottles. Well, Chris Keis, Florida's former solicitor general who served on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's transition team, inked a contract to represent Donald Trump in the criminal case that resulted in the FBI search of the former president's home in Mar-a-Lago. That according to two sources with knowledge of the discussions. Keis, who declined to comment, began negotiations with Trump shortly after the FBI search of his Palm Beach estate on August 8th. Numerous other criminal defense attorneys have declined to represent Trump for various reasons, including political blowback. Former Trump legal counsel Jenna Ellis on Newsmax. We're all seeing that the FBI and the Democrats and uh, everyone on the left has been targeting President Trump for the last six years. This is just the next thing. I mean, come on. The, the President Trump set up himself to get raided by the FBI just as an appeal to his base. That's absurd. After the story about Kais was published, his firm removed Kais from its webpage listing its lawyers. Kais now lists his bio on his own website. 
Meanwhile, former President Trump spent Tuesday morning posting inflammatory messages on his Truth Social site, including many explicitly promoting the QAnon conspiracy theory. Among the many conspiracy theories Trump shared was the belief that Ray Epps, one of the rioters on January 6th, was working for Dominion Enterprises, the company that made many of the voting machines used in the 2020 election. Here's Epps back on January 6th. I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. The QAnon conspiracy theory was built around Q, an anonymous account that posts periodically on Acon, often with vague or symbolic language that is then interpreted by followers. There's a battle raging for control of Spanish-language radio here in the United States. The people involved in this fight, however, describe it as a high-stakes political contest for a key conduit of news and opinion to garner support from the up-for-grabs Latino community. Such support will have national implications here. Florida Representative Maria Salzar spoke about the radio wars on Cats at Night, hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. That is uh, what's happening um, with the Democratic Party, that they have understood that the Hispanics are waking up and seeing the light, and that's they want to keep us uh, under their, uh, uh, under their uh, dominance. So about 78% of Latino-focused media is solely in Spanish versus 15% that's bilingual, according to research from the City University of New York. There's a distinct political edge to the Spanish radio wars. The U.S. Latino population is diverse and has roots across Latin America, but Cuban-Americans have an outsized influence on Spanish-language radio. The chief of the U.S. Border Patrol blaming President Biden's no-consequences immigration policy for sparking the record surge of illegal immigrants crossing into the United States. Raul Ortiz made the frank admission that the administration's lax policies are to blame in a recorded deposition that is part of a lawsuit against the Department of Homeland Security by Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. A Florida state attorney asked Ortiz whether he expects migrants to continue to pour across the border due to lax policies under Biden. Why is it important to detain and remove demographics that are amenable to the Border Patrol? One, you want to make sure you have consequences. And if you don't have consequences, what is likely going to happen? Objection. In my experiences, we have, in my experience, we have seen increases. Uh, when there are no consequences. Ortiz indicated that the number of encounters between Border Patrol officers and migrants this fiscal year alone has exceeded the total for all of fiscal year 2021. The attorney also asked Ortiz whether he thought migrants had a favorable or unfavorable view of former President Donald Trump's immigration policies. He replied they had an unfavorable view. Iran is aiding Russia with military equipment. Proof of sanctions on Russia are working because they are now facing big supply issues. Defense Department spokesperson Todd Breesley told Politico Russia has received two types of drones from Iran. The drones can be used to conduct strikes, electronic warfare, as well as targeting Ukrainian cities. 77 WABC Time Check 515. 
All right. We do have uh, sports coming up with Justin Ellick, who's putting his headphones on right now. And, oh, I looked this morning, and the Yankees win. How about that? My yeah. goodness. They did, Deb. Thank you very much. I am Justin Ellick here with the Early News Sports Update. Back in the win column, indeed, for the Yankees after three straight losses as they handled the Angels last night by a score of 7-4. to four. The Bomber Bats finally woke up and were on full display in Anaheim as New York left the ballpark three times and route to the win. Andrew Benintendi got things going in the first with a solo shot. Anthony Rizzo followed that up with one of his own in the second. And as is tradition at this point, all rise. High fly ball, deep right field. Ward back, turning, looking, See ya! Number 51, Aaron Judge, a three-run home run, and the Yankees lead 7-2. Well, that call courtesy of Michael Kay and the S Network. Judge's 51st of the year catches him back up with Roger Maris' 1961 pace as Big 99's chase for history continues. On the bump for the Yanks, it was Jamison Tyone who was forced to exit the game in just the second inning after taking a line drive off of his right forearm. Tyon reassured the media and Yankees fans following the game that he'll be all right. His x-rays did indeed come back negative. Garrett Cole will be tasked with towing the rubber in the finale tonight at 9.38 p.m. as he'll be taking on Anaheim's Patrick Sandoval in a uh, New York attempt at a series victory. As for the Mets, they suffered a tough loss at the hands of the Dodgers in their series opener in Queens against Los Angeles. Timmy Trumpet was in town to hopefully get the chance to play Edwin Diaz's entrance song Narco live during the closer's entrance, but never got the chance as a late run in the seventh for the Dodgers was enough for them to squeak out a 4-3 victory on the road despite an early one-run lead and two ding-dongs off the bat of Marte and Canna. The Dodgers took better advantage of their opportunities later in the game. The Mets will try and even up the series tonight at 7.10 p.m. Again with Timmy Trumpet waiting in the wings as Jacob deGrom is set to take the hill going up against L.A.'s Tyler Anderson. Also in Queens tonight, Serena Williams is set uh, for her second-round U.S. Open matchup with the Estonian two-seed Annette Kontavite. Does Serena have any magic left in the old racket, or will a most legendary career meet its end? We'll find out tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellig on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Wall Street sell-off rolls on. Walmart raising food prices, inflation fears, and production concerns grip the market. Those stories next as the broad market sell-off continues. The Dow Jones Industrials down more than 300 points for a second straight day. Investors continue to pull back as concerns over rising interest rates continue. A J.P. Morgan survey shows Walmart raised prices of food more than any other grocer over the past quarter, 5.5%. Target's food prices up 4.6% in the second quarter. Kroger raised food prices by 4.4%. And the volatile week for crude oil continues. West Texas Intermediate. Immediate crude oil down more than 5% in yesterday's session after climbing 4% just the day before. Rising inflation fears are causing turmoil around the globe. Meanwhile, concerns over possible production cuts ahead of next week's OPEC meeting driving prices lower. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Report. All right, checking futures this morning. The Dow down 39 points at 31,736. S&P's down two and three quarter points. And NASDAQ's up 15 and one quarter points. And gold down $11.40 an ounce. Crude oil 
down $2.24 a barrel, below $90 now at $89.40. The WABC Early News. 77 WABC News Time 520. Well, New York's Governor Kathy Hochul in a press conference Monday talked about what she and New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand are doing to improve child care for working mothers and families. 77 WABC's Frank Diaz has more. In my very first budget as your governor, we secured an historic $7 billion to address child care. $7 billion. Governor Hochul talking about how the pandemic affected mothers in the workforce, particularly in black and brown communities. She also said that, among other things, she wants people to have an opportunity to get an education. She says there'll be $343 million federal dollars from a child care provider stabilization grant that'll go to providers to expand their number of seats and improve employee benefits and wages. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Frank Diaz. A crime in the New York City public transit system, it is up nearly 57% in July, year over year, compared to 2021. Case in point, a good Samaritan attempting to intervene in violence on the L train was slashed across his face when he tried to stop a man who'd slapped another strap hanger. This happened inside the Bedford Avenue L train station in Williamsburg late Sunday. Now, the New York Post asked New Yorkers how they feel about roaming the streets of the city lately. And here's what one of the interviewees, Megan in Manhattan, had to say. I don't necessarily feel safe. Uh, once it gets dark, I really don't go on the subway at all. I'll take a cab. Just it gets real seedy at nighttime. The 36-year-old victim was taken to Bellevue Hospital where he was listed in stable condition. And we'll be posting a photo of the suspect up on our social media sites, including WABCRadio.com and at 77WABC Radio. Well, the FBI has put out a warning about a fake job ad that lured a woman into sex trafficking. The agency now believes there could be hundreds of other victims and revealed three websites, Facebook, Bedpage.com and Megapersonals.com that featured ads associated with his suspect. Undercover inspectors relied to the online sex ad. They replied to it back on August 11th to set up an illicit encounter at a Westchester hotel. This undercover sting ended with the arrest of an alleged human trafficker, Senny Gomez. Westchester County District Attorney Mimi Roca spoke to CBS2. The sex traffickers who are trying to get them to do what they want are using manipulation and they're preying on the vulnerabilities and often the desperation, frankly, of the victims. The FBI released a mugshot and WhatsApp avatar used by Gomez. The agency is urging any additional victims to come forward. This is all part of an ongoing effort to target those who allegedly prey on vulnerable people. Authorities say legal status will not be used against anybody who reports being a victim of human trafficking. A 14-year-old charged in a series of hate crimes targeting Jewish men in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Police say the teen is charged with three counts, including assault as a hate crime. Here's NYPD Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell. No one deserves to be the victim of such senseless, hateful violence. No one. On August 21st, the teen part of a group allegedly attacked a 72-year-old man with a fire extinguisher, A 66-year-old Jewish man was also attacked with a fire extinguisher and punched. The NYPD hate crimes dashboard this morning says there have been 149 hate crimes reported against Jewish people with 160 arrests. 
The commissioner said arrests by the hate crimes task force are up over 100 percent so far this year. Arrests for attacks on Jewish New Yorkers are up by 45 percent. New York City's yellow cab drivers will see their debt reduced substantially under a debt relief program announced on Tuesday. Loans for some 3,000 drivers who owe an average of $550,000 will be restructured to a maximum of $200,000. Now, of that, $30,000 will be covered by a grant, and the balance will be secured by a city-backed guarantee, according to officials. The city-backed guarantee means that drivers won't risk losing their homes should they default. Here's Bahari Desai, executive director of the Taxi Workers Alliance. What the new debt levels do is give the drivers a fighting chance of survival. The program was announced by New York City officials. The New York City Taxi Workers Alliance and taxi medallion lender Marblegate Asset Management. The medallions that are required to operate a yellow cab cost drivers more than a million dollars back in 2014 and plunged to $200,000 a few years later. Tragedy out in New Jersey, Franklin Township. Officials are investigating the death of a toddler left in a car seat inside of a vehicle in Tuesday's hot temperatures. This tragedy on Summerhall Road in Franklin Township in Somerset County. Neighbor Alex Christevs told ABC7 what he saw. I saw the mother. The mother came out. I did see her. And then she collapsed. So I could see her falling to the grass, the ground. And then the police and the ambulance, they put her in the ambulance and took her to the hospital. It's not yet clear if the child was a boy or a girl. The child may have been inside that vehicle for some six hours. Few other details have yet been released in this case. Medics pronounced the child dead at the scene, and prosecutors are working with the medical examiner's office to determine the circumstances surrounding that fatal incident. Wall Street's Goldman Sachs will lift all COVID protocols that have kept some workers away as it pushes for all employees to return to the office in person five days a week following Labor Day, according to the New York Post. Fan favorite TV show, it is returning to Hulu. Jacqueline Carl is the story. killing her commander. I don't think they'll be able to let that stand. Jim Osborne is a cancer. Handmaid's Tale Season 5, starring Elizabeth Moss, will soon drop on Hulu. Season 4 left us at a cliffhanger, with Moss's character June leading a rebellion to kill the former commander of Gilead. Now she's left to face her former captor and torturer, the commander's wife, who's developed a following of her own. Season 5 of The Handmaid's Tale drops September 14th with the first two episodes. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.